Hello and welcome. I'm Chelsea, certified mermaid, diver, and science communicator. And I'm Blake, scuba dive master, freediving instructor, and also a science communicator. We've created the Save the Mermaids podcast to connect ocean lovers from across the seven seas who have a desire to protect our waters and learn to live in sync with nature. Save the mermaids, save the seas. Let's dive in. And now for our happy ocean news. This one's amazing. It'll make everybody cry tears of happiness. Uh, Parts of the Great Barrier Reef have seen most extensive coral cover in 36 years. Unreal. Insane. Yeah. 36 years. That's a lot of years. Yeah. Since the 1900s. But that's pretty cool that we're on the up. Yeah. It's showing that like when we give a shit, good things happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, researchers tracked hard corals across 87 reefs along the coast of Queensland from August, 2021 to May, 2022, finding that coral cover reached 36% in the Northern third and up 27, up from 27% the prior year. So 2020 to 2021 was 27%. And then it went up to 36% in just one year. That's a big jump in one year. I think. Yeah. Especially with how doom and gloom everything is to see something like that is pretty cool. Yeah. Cause I feel like I just remember, I mean, all since 2020 has been a blur, but I feel like since then I remembered like the Great Barrier Reef is bleaching. You're not going to ever see it again, pretty much. And I was like, oh my God, I've got to get to Australia. I can't imagine. And now 36%. Right. Now we don't have to go in as much of a hurry. Yeah. I'm still going to go though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. What do yeah. you got for me today? Okay. So today we're talking about something that's been in the news kind of frequently in the past couple of years, I feel like. Okay. Um, we're going to be talking about the Greenland shark. Ooh. Do you know anything about this guy? I just know they're big and they're old. They're old. Old, old. Old. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just going to get right into it. They are also called the gurry shark, the gray shark, or in Greenland's language, it's called Equalusek. Equalusek. That's cool. I don't know. Greenish. No, me neither. (laughs) I'm sure I said that wrong. Um, they are in the sleeper shark family and that name comes from basically just how fucking chill they are. Oh yeah. They just like super slow, super low activity, non-aggressive. Their top speed is 1.8 miles per hour. Oh, I think I'm a sleeper shark. I know. Like I really, really, like I can relate to these guys on a very deep level. (laughs) So just real lazy guys. Yeah. They look weird though. Have you seen them? They're not the, they're very dinosaur-y. Yeah. Yeah. And they are super dinosaur-y. Um, there's another shark though, that's actually called the living fossil that I think I want to do another episode on. I don't remember what the shark's name name is, but I think it's in the same family. I do believe it's another sleeper shark. Okay. So more to come. Um, but back to the Greenland shark, they are pretty much exclusively found in the North Atlantic and Arctic oceans. But as you may have seen on recent news, they have been found at greater at like great depths as far South as the Caribbean. What? So they're just that far down that it doesn't really matter where you are, I guess, but I would assume the temperature kind of changes. I mean, if they're so close to like magma like the earth core you know what I mean that goes really deep that's a good point I don't know yeah I'm not sure but that's like way far away that's far away in April of this year 2022 a team of researchers tagging tiger sharks um, had one student out working with a team of fishermen 
and they noticed that whatever was on the end of their fishing line was quote sluggish and they took a pic to send to their supervisor who confirmed that it was either a greenland shark or a hybrid of a greenland and a pacific sleeper shark wow can you imagine if you're out doing like my regular day i'm working with tiger sharks if i was just <laughs> doing my little tiger shark tour and turn around and i see a green i don't know what i would do they're freaky looking too. i freak out i'd be scared i'd be like he's definitely dead yeah <laughs> and they just don't see him moving they're just right. like 1.8 miles you know a whole hour to get to you <laughs> the whole hour you're screaming your head out. Right. <laughs> It's like running away from a tortoise. <laughs> I just think it's crazy that it's the kind of animal that we know so little about. And we've seen so little about that. This research student wasn't sure what it was. Yeah. That's cool. Like they had to send in a picture and they probably, it was probably a Greenland shark. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. I don't know. That's cool that we still don't know a lot of stuff. Yeah. I think about our 90%. I know that's bananas, bananas, bananas. Um, the Greenland sharks can, um, huh? I wrote love. <laughs> I meant live. <laughs> they can live up to 500 years old. Oh, I bet they love living though. I really hope they love things for that long. <laughs> um, they are the longest living known vertebrate. Oh, so from 250 years to 500 years is the guesstimate of the average lifespan of, of all shark. vertebrates of all vertebrates including tortoises yeah they're they're an ocean tortoise well because jonathan was 120 or something and we year. thought that was super old yeah <gasps> but these guys are like oh excuse me sonny <laughs> <laughs> i've seen five of you come and go <laughs> right. like, i'm not impressed by you <laughs> so just to give you some sort of idea of what this timeline is 500 years ago Henry the seventh was just getting bored of his first wife. English just started exploring the world and the reformation was happening. They saw colonization. Right? Wow. Saw, like the first ships go around the world. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. Like it's a long time ago. He was getting tired of his first wife. Yeah. Didn't he have like, and he was the one that had like a thousand wives. And he like cut their heads off of you. Is yeah. that the guy? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The one that has all the stories written about him. Yep. That's him. <laughs> so yeah, 500 years. Wow. They saw everything. <laughs> um, Greenland sharks reach sexual maturity at 150 years old. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of years with no sex, right? <laughs> it feels like it feels like a lot. It feels like a lot. They're like elves. But I, yeah. Yeah. But I guess if you're living to 500, it's the equivalency of I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's like how humans used to be when we would die at 50 and you can start having sex at 15 ish. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in yeah. terms of when they used to right. do sexy things. <laughs> <laughs> Just 150. And then you're like, mm. The, now it's time mm, to get it off. I'm, I'm in my prime. <laughs> Come hither, boys. <laughs> Things are never going to be better than they are right now. <laughs> Spring break. <laughs> Spring break. <laughs> this is crazy. It's yeah. crazy. 150 years. People don't even live that long. And no. these sharks still aren't allowed to have sex yet. That's two human lives. Yeah. Wow. Oof, I know. Just let this all sink in. It's crazy. <laughs> Um, okay. The Greenland shark is also among the largest extent sharks at 21 feet long. 
Wow. And they're creepy. Like we were just saying, if you're diving with tigers and you look over and you see this dead looking 20 foot long, slow thing. Yeah. It's like a dinosaur log. Creep. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. They, they can weigh up to 2,200 pounds. So it's like chonky triple C. So they're like great white size ish. Um, yeah. 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 So yeah, they're not the largest. They're among the largest. So yeah. How big is, um, air jaws? I thought he was like 20, 20 or 21. I think the largest recorded is like 23. Okay. So yeah, right up there. Yeah. And that fool, that guy's huge. I think big big boy. He's a big one. So yeah. So triple C thick with a rounded snout, small (laughs) eyes and small fins and very small gills. Like just balls with tiny little features. Oh, <laughs> I love. It. I'm sorry. I just had to laugh away from the camera because you just said triple C thick, <laughs> and it took me a second because I we were ta- I was thinking SEA because we're talking about the ocean, <laughs> and then I got it, and that's adorable. They're thick, mm-hmm. chunky. Oh, they got petite features. Yeah, <laughs> very small features for how giant they are. Blake and Chelsea here. Want to bring the magic of Save the Mermaids into everyday life? If you're visiting the island of Oahu, then come diving with us. I am a PADI certified mermaid instructor and offer mermaid classes from ages six to adult. If you've ever dreamed of being a mer person, these classes are a great way to learn safely, try a tale for the first time, or deepen your existing skill set. Learn breathing techniques, mermaid tricks, how to swim in a tail in monofin, and more. You'll learn some ocean facts, conservation tricks, and spend the entire time smiling and making other people smile too. And if you're looking for a deep sea adventure, come on a pelagic shark dive with me. I'm a dive master and shark safety diver for Go Adventure Hawaii in the iconic North Shore town of Haleiwa. On this two-hour tour, we will free dive with some of the top predators in the ocean, such as the Galapagos sharks, sandbars, tiger sharks. But remember, this is a cageless shark snorkel, so you must be comfortable in open water and deep sea conditions. Can't dive with us in person but still want to show your support? Then please go to www.mermaidconservation.com, click on the Episodes tab, and click on the Support the Podcast button to donate, or write us a review on our podcast page of your Apple Podcast app. We really appreciate your continued support that allows us to bring the magic of Save the Mermaids to you every single week. We truly could not do what we do without you. Um, okay, so their general feature generalist feeders so it'll eat whatever is available and um they scavenge okay this is gross they scavenge dead prey um and judging by where they live you can guess what things die and fall into the water around there so they have been known and found to have dead like drowned horses and polar bears inside of them because they're just eating whatever's on the ground yeah Wow. Isn't that bonkers? Like a shark shark that ate a polar bear? Yeah. That's a lot of big things all at once. (laughs) Yeah. So mm. Um, because it lives at such a great depth, which is about 2,600 meters. Damn. That's like 8,000 feet. That's like, so I guess it makes sense that they don't care where they are because it's so deep. 
what's going to change. They're in the middle of the earth. They're swimming through lava (laughs) at this point. Um, their bodies have developed large amounts of, okay. Trimethalamine, trimethalamine, which makes it extremely toxic to ingest. Don't eat a Greenland shark. Don't eat them. Just don't eat sharks. Um, yeah, that's a good rule. I think they should all be toxic. All sharks maybe we'd stop. kind of are toxic though, because of the mercury buildup in even our smallest sharks, because they're all predators yeah. and predators absorb so much mercury in the, in our oceans. So See, don't eat sharks. But especially trimethylamine. Yeah. Trimethylamine. So it's try, <laughs> trimethylamine. Trimethylamine. There it is. Got it. Sorry, everybody. We're not <laughs> scientists. <laughs> we communicate. Yeah. We, we do our best. Yeah. <laughs> um, their teeth are very thin and pointed with no serrations. Oh. So like a lemon shark, I think. I don't think lemon sharks have serrations. They're just smooth. Yeah. Just long and pointy. Would hurt. Um, a lot of prey has been found whole in their stomachs, indicating that they might just sneak up on whatever they want to eat, open up and suck them in. Ah! <laughs> That's terrifying. Yeah. So, um like a whale shark but way scarier yeah because it's 20 feet and eats meat yeah and has teeth just in case you don't go in all in one go i guess grab it (laughs) yeah yeah these are freaks yeah but super interesting um the females give live birth after a gestation of guess guess how long their gestation is is. it like 10 years oh my god it's 8 to 18 years Ah! to 18 pregnant for 18 years in a row Mm-mm. i am so glad i'm not a greenland shark same girl oh mm-hmm. wow so you have to wait 150 years to have sex and then once you do you're if you get pregnant stuck pregnant for 18 you're years stuck. <laughs> yuck what yeah. a life and they can have up to 10 pups a litter oh that's not a lot but that's i mean consi- so you're already chonky yeah and then you have 10 pups inside of you. Yeah. And then 18 years later, they're finally gone. Um, how often do they have sex? I don't know. Okay. Cause I'm like, are they, are there a lot of them? Because if they're, if they only can sexually reproduce for 350 years. Well, I think they're pretty active. Cause the next thing I have written down is, um, considering their longevity, a shark can have 200 to 700 pups in their lifetime. Okay. So that's pretty, that's a pretty regular basis that they're pushing them out. Okay. So I don't think it's like a one and done situation. I think like once they reach maturity, they just like the albatross, they just go. Yeah. Yeah. Like wisdom is old and she's still getting it. Right. There's no menopause for Greenland sharks. I guess not. So there's, that's the consolation. Nice. Okay, so I do have a little bit of folklore. Ooh. Um, it's Sedna folklore. <gasps> I you remember, remember Sedna? I know, it's cool. So th- this is, um, yeah, so this is just what I found online. Um, the Greenland shark's poisonous flesh has a high urea content, which gives gave rise to the Inuit legend of Skalugsuak. 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 Yeah. Skalug squawk. The first Greenland shark. I'm going to call okay. him Scal. If this comes up again, I don't think I have to say it again. Skalug squawk. Skalug squawk. Skalug squawk. I would love to have an Inuit 
person on our show. I know because I'm sure to we're tell not doing these justice. stories in a way. We are so not trying to be offensive. It's my tongue doesn't do that. Yeah, no, this is very. But to hear the stories from the people whose ancestors created it would be magical. I mean, so if you're listening and you're Inuit, please shoot us a message. Please shoot us a message. Yes. And please forgive me for all of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, tell the story of. So Scal was the first Greenland shark. The legend says that an old woman washed her hair in urine, which was a common practice to kill lice. Okay. It wasn't like she wasn't being nasty. She was just trying to get rid of lice and used um, a cloth to dry it. And what happened was the cloth blew into the ocean and became Skalug squack. So that's the first one. Another legend tells of Sedna, whose father cut off her fingers, as we all remember, while drowning her. Because that, that story was awful. That was awful. Ugh. I, yeah. Trauma. Trauma. Um, father cut off her fingers while drowning her, and each finger turned into a sea creature. Mm-hmm. And this legend says that one of them was Skellug Slack. Oh. So he was one of the first sea creatures. Oh, that's special. I know. Um, the Greenland shark also plays a role in cosmologies of the Inuit and um, from the Canadian Eastern Arctic and Greenland. Um, they believe that the shark lives within the urine pot of Sedna. Oh. the goddess of the sea and consequently its flesh has a urine like smell and acts as a helping spirit to shamans and we remember shamans were a big part in Sedna's story yeah well. the divers right mm-hmm. they would dive down and calm her down calm her down yeah interesting i know so i see it all ties together that's why we do mythology and science exactly because it's the perfect mixture <laughs> mixture of science and mythology because we know hey they smell because they smell like that because of the urea which we also have in pee mm-hmm but then there's a story with it as well. Right. Yeah. And now he lives in her toilet. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> I guess somebody's got to. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's a little bit of the folklore. I thought it was super great because it actually tied into something we talked yeah, about. Yeah, I love that. Um, so back to the sciencey bits. They are classified as vulnerable because it's um, being hunted for their liver oil, Ugh. or at least it was up until the development of synthetic oil. Okay. So they're still trying to come back from that. Um, it was also hunted in the seventies as a quote fisherman problem because every, like everybody knows that it's fishermen versus the rest of the sea when mm. it comes to fishing. So Sad. Yeah, the biggest problem now is that they are bycatch. Oh, yeah. But who's who's catching shit that deep? I don't know. I think maybe Stop they it. they come up, you know, yeah. they're just like loping around and they end up too shallow and then they get caught. Oh. You know. So, um the NF the NAFO, which is the Northwest Atlantic Fisheries Organization, proposed protection for the shark in 2021 and had a lot of support except Iceland opposed. So they dropped it. They're going to keep bringing it up again. And I think they're going to bring it up at this year's meeting as well. Ah, Iceland. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's that's a problem because it's like, there's a lot of cultural implications, but these sharks need to be protected. Yeah. And the culture, like the culture is obviously so important and so beautiful, but these animals, I mean, I would never want to kill them because I love them, including (laughs) like beluga whales and things like that. But if you just give them that time to rebound, then there is a possible way to do that sustainably again, like your ancestors did. But sometimes if you want to continue that tradition, continue that culture, you have to stop for a bit just to heal your, your, your resources, right? Heal them, or at least like cool it down a notch. Yeah. Bring them, 
bring them back. Yeah. So they pushed back last time, but literally every other country that's involved in this yeah. was supportive. So they're not going to drop it. They dropped it for now. Okay. Um, and that, that was just last year's meeting. So yeah. this year they're going to bring, bring it, it up, up again. again, see what happens. Yeah. I got to protect them because who else is going to clean Zenda's toilet? I don't, and we don't want her mad. No, we've learned what <laughs> happens when she's mad. We know these stories, people listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Drop in truth. <laughs> Thanks so much for diving in with us today. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram at Save the Mermaids Podcast. Visit our website at www.mermaidconservation.com for all the podcast merch and our eco-friendly favorites. And don't forget to join our Facebook community, Save the Mermaids Podcast Community. This is where we will post our monthly meetups, share our favorite underwater adventures, and connect with like-minded ocean lovers all over the world. Until next time, mermaids! Thank you.